Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Workday Physique. I'm your host as usual, Ajitesh, and today's episode is a recording of an Instagram live. I hope you enjoy it. We're talking good and bad foods for fat loss. I don't know why, but like whenever I come live, I'm always nervous in the beginning. It never goes away. Like whenever I come live, it's always like the same nervous feeling every single time. But I hope to provide some kind of value in this session and let's get started. But I have a very weird cold today, so I might just sneeze mid-life. I hope that doesn't happen because I have to put this on a podcast as well. And when I sneeze, it's like, it's very loud. Anyway, um, so good foods and bad foods for fat loss. I wanted to especially talk about this because I hear people say this so often that, you know, I'm trying to lose fat. And then I ask them what's your current diet like are you are you working on this they're like yes i'm I'm working on this i've started eating more healthy foods and you know i've cut out a lot of unhealthy foods you know i try to not eat junk so when i asked them can you be a little more specific about it so what does your current diet look like so usually people say that you know i'm eating more of oats i'm eating more of whole grains uh i've started eating more nuts and seeds in my diet i try not to eat fried food i try not to eat out so that is usually the general consensus uh, among most people that i have started eating more of these you know good foods such as oats nuts seeds and i have tried to eliminate foods like you know chocolate cake fried food fried snacks and so these are bad foods those are good foods so if i'm eating those good foods it must mean that, you know, I'm, I'm on the right path, which you're kind of correct about. But at the same time, you have to realize that when it comes to just fat loss, the only thing that matters really is energy in versus energy out, right? It's that simple. All right. So if you are eating less energy than that, than what you are expending, you will lose fat and you will you will lose weight. All right. It's that simple. So excuse my nose. I'm so sorry. But the other day, uh, one of my friends, he had a very good analogy for this. So he was explaining to some other friend of mine. Okay. So this friend, his name is Akshit and he, he gave this analogy of a graph. Okay. Yes. Caloric deficit, Mr. Anand. That's correct. So Akshit gave the analogy of a graph. And he said, if you imagine a graph with the y-axis, with the top being like weight gain and bottom being like weight loss, and you imagine the x-axis, like healthy foods and bad foods, okay? You could be eating healthy foods and losing weight as well as gaining weight, all right? You could be eating unhealthy foods, gaining weight or losing weight. So gaining weight or losing weight is completely independent from you know what you eat like in terms of healthy or unhealthy it's a it's a whole different ball game all right so if for the next one month all right pick your most unhealthy snack say you pick pizza pizza okay and you and you eat just like one slice of pizza for the next 30 days and that is all you ate you would lose weight you would lose fat all right because pizza is a bad food 
per se. But if that is the only thing you ate, one slice of pizza for the next 30 days, you would drop weight because that is too less of energy for your body to survive on every single day. But uh, at the same time, it is not good for your body because it's not nutrient dense. Plus, you're not providing your body with enough nutrients. So you will end up with, you know, other bad stuff happening to your body. But will you lose weight? Yes, you will lose weight. So you can see that it is not the the nutrition of the food that determines whether you'd lose weight or not. It is the energy density of the food. All right. But there are, you know, other nuances that go into it. So a lot of people tend to, you know, get misled by this, that since energy quantity is the only thing that matters, I, I can just eat unhealthy snacks and still lose weight. And that's totally fine. Right. There are two extremes to this. Okay. Uh, the other day I was on a forum for people who are losing weight or people who have lost weight. And there was the story of this woman who had lost weight over a period of two to three years successfully and gained a lot of it back. Okay. So she was narrating her, her experience and she said that, uh, the first year that I dropped weight, you know, I cut out all of these foods from my life that so-called bad foods. And I cleaned up my diet completely. So I would eat very healthy. And I would not touch anything that would be considered, you know, unhealthy. And I lost weight successfully. But what happened is that I ruined my relationship with food. Okay. After that, she just could not uh, go near unhealthy food or eat unhealthy food without experiencing, you know, guilt. Right. And every time she would eat an unhealthy snack, it would start this cycle of feeling guilt and then binging and feeling guilt again, and then bitching and should gain back the weight. And that is what happened over the next two years. So this is more common than you'd realize because a lot of people feel that losing fat is very difficult. But let me tell you this, losing fat is actually super easy. What is difficult is keeping it off because you can go hop on any diet plan, meal plan, lose that weight. What do you do after you are done with that? How do you maintain it? How do you keep that off? Because unless and until you are thinking that, you know, in terms of that long term, you won't be able to do that. So as soon as you categorize foods as good and bad and you try to remove the bad stuff from your life, uh, you're inherently causing this psychological damage to your relationship with food, because the kinds of foods that you actually enjoy are usually the ones that you would categorize as bad. All right. And as soon as you do that, uh, you have removed the element of enjoyment that you have with food. And this is not sustainable long term. So the right approach, of course, is uh, middle ground. OK, because a lot of people, when they realize that energy is all that matters, they they tend to just fill their diet with a lot of you know unhealthy foods and they keep track of their calories. They lose weight. But that is not the way to go about it. We'll touch you know a bit upon that as well. But the, the right way to do about go about, you know, your weight loss or your fat loss is to understand that you need to consume both whole foods as well as soul foods. All right. Soul foods are foods that you find enjoyment of and whole foods are foods that are nutrition or which people consider good in the general sense. Um, there are a few questions. It is time for a short break. If you have liked the episode so far, please take a moment to pause 
and share it with just one friend. The podcast has been growing rapidly all thanks to your support and you sharing it is what lets me impact the lives of more people like you. Thank you in advance. Now back to the episode. One should be not a question. One should be accountable instead of feeling guilty. Yes, yes. One should be accountable instead of feeling guilty. That is that is correct. That is correct. So if if we are aware of our goals, if we know what we are aspiring to be, and we 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 find a process which is sustainable in the long run, that is the way to go about it. Because it, it is only when you try to do extreme stuff that that it feels like punishment. For example, I was also having a conversation today where uh, someone was saying that, you know, being on a diet feels like so restrictive. And every time you go off the diet, it feels like you're committing a crime. Right. And when you develop this kind of mindset, it makes it very hard for you to come out of it. All right. So you have to be very careful when doing this because it can do lasting damage. Right. So uh, what are they talking about? We're talking about how to do this right, right? So there are whole foods, there are soul foods. Whole foods are foods that are full of nutrition, foods that you get directly, you know, from the source, you know, whole grains, fruits, vegetables, animal products, plant products, foods that are single ingredient that you have to actually cook to consume. These are whole foods. These should make up like 80% of your diet and 20% of your diet can always be soul foods, foods that you actually enjoy. This could be uh, cakes, your pizza, your fried foods, it could be anything. As long as you maintain this balance, you cannot uh, go off track from your goals. But it is only when you try to do 100% of clean eating, that is when you cannot maintain this long term. So we have to understand this in terms of, uh, say, if 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 we think of foods, just from the perspective of fat loss, there are no good foods or bad foods. But if you think of foods, in terms of as a source of nutrition for your body, there are foods which, which are nutritionally dense and there are foods which are low in nutrition. So foods which are directly sourced from plants and animals, these are highly nutritionally dense. These are full of vitamins and minerals that your body needs. But foods that are highly processed, these are very low in vitamins and minerals. So if your diet is full of processed foods, you're just not getting enough of those micronutrients because fat loss is ultimately just energy balance. But your body is not just, you know, uh, going to sustain on fat loss alone. There are a lot of processes that go on in your body. You need enough vitamins and minerals. So as soon as you fill up your diet with a lot of these uh, processed foods, you're not getting enough of that. All right. So it's it's. Nutrition is one part, but fat loss is like a whole different thing. So the, the right way to approach this will be to incorporate both of them so that you can have sustainable, good health and you can lose fat without putting your health at risk. All right. So that is the way to go about it. And besides that, one thing that people tend to overlook is that it is not usually the, the food that is to blame completely. It is our psychological behavior because when we get food from outside, when we get food, which is very flavorful, very tasty, you cannot stop at one. All right. You might think that I'll just have that one cookie. I'll just have that one piece of chips. And that doesn't happen because those foods are so engineered to perfection to appeal to your taste buds. You cannot stop at one. 
you have to like consume the whole packet. You might have noticed this, all right? And this is why you have cravings. Like after you finish that one pack, you're like, I, I want more. But this doesn't happen if you go for whole foods. How many boiled potatoes can you, can you have, all right? You, you cannot. But if that boiled potatoes are instead in the form of French fries with a serving of mayonnaise, you can go on and on and on. So the problem is the psychological component of it. So if you are eating these so-called bad foods, it is not the food itself that's the problem. It's that you cannot be satisfied like with a small amount. And also they don't tend to fill you up. So when you're eating, although you're eating a lot of energy, you don't feel satisfied. You feel hungry even after that. And that leads to overeating. That leads to binging. So it's the behavioral consequences of that. All right. But this does not happen when you're eating nutritionally dense foods. So if I'm to just summarize the whole thing, all right, it would be that there are no good foods or bad foods for fat loss because the only thing that matters is how much you're eating compared to how much you're expending in terms of energy. All right. But there are other things that come into play, such as the nutrient density of foods. Are your foods actually rich in vitamins and minerals? Because if they're not, that is most of your diet is processed food, then you want to like shift a little bit towards, you know, eating more of whole foods. But if you do an extreme shift and you decide that, you know, from today onwards, I'll eat only whole foods, only nutritionally dense foods. I'll never eat a piece of cake again. This, this extreme shift is going to ruin your relationship with food. So there needs to be a balance. All right. Because humans are not just machines. But we also have uh, an emotional connection with food. Food is a cultural thing. Food is something that you derive pleasure out of. So if you completely ignore that aspect, it's going to be very, very difficult for you to maintain this long term. All right. And it can lead to that similar kind of guilt binge cycle that the woman in the forum from the story that I was telling earlier experienced that she cut out a lot of these junk foods completely. And afterwards, whenever she would have even a piece, she would feel, feel that guilt and that will lead to a you know, binge episode. So you don't want that. You, what you want is a balance, like 80%, 20%, 80% of whole foods, 20% of soul foods. All right. I don't know where I read this, but this was really good. Okay. So you should try to incorporate that. And also remember that whenever you're eating foods, which are very tasty, you usually will not feel full because they don't satisfy your hunger cues. And at the same time, you cannot stop at one. You just want to keep eating more and more and more. So that is one thing that you have to consider. So if you're really hungry, instead of settling for that bag of chips, find something that you're, that is filling. All right. And, and, and ask yourself this question. I'm, am I actually hungry or am I really just, you know, having a craving for something snacky? All right. Is it an emotional thing or do I have actually physical hunger? A way you can figure this out is ask yourself, am I hungry enough to eat an apple? Am I hungry enough to eat some broccoli? Because if you're actually hungry, you would be satisfied by eating something very, uh, what did I say? Uh, plain. But if you are not actually hungry, you would say that, you know, I don't want to eat an apple. I would only eat something super tasty right now. So that that is not hunger. That is just a sign of craving. That's, a, that's an emotional component to that. So you have to be a little aware of these things. But otherwise, uh, having the dichotomy of good food and bad food when it comes to fat loss is 
highly damaging to your relationship with food. So try not to do that. And uh, that is it really. So I hope you enjoyed the episode. Okay, I just said episode like it was a podcast, but um, how to keep on a good voice. Well, well, thank you, Sarah. I mean, this is just genetic. Uh, One push-up, probably, probably, yes. Yes, Mr. Jen has a lot of good stuff here. Let's say if you had one burger, you had consumed 200 calories. Yeah, meaning you have to do 250 push-ups to... Yes, correct. Correct. So, so that is correct. So if you... People usually underestimate the amount of calories that are there that they can burn through exercise. What, what you hear a lot of people say is that, you know, you can eat this, you'll burn it off tomorrow. But what people tend to ignore is that exercise actually burns very less calories, very less energy. And the food you eat is what you can control, not the amount of calories you burn. So even if you ate like one tablespoon of peanut butter, you could you would probably have to run for like over one hour to just burn that off. So it's much easier to have more control over your nutrition than trying to burn things off. Okay, so exercise is not uh, an avenue to burn calories. Exercise is to maintain your health, to build muscle mass, to maintain muscle mass. When it comes to fat loss, your effort should be there towards your nutrition. Thank you for listening. Please leave a rating on the podcast app you're listening on right now and share the episode with a friend who you think will benefit. I'll see you again very soon. Until then, stay tuned, stay safe and stay consistent.